Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome. Today is April 4th. Today is our fourth episode and yeah, lots of things revolving around the number four today. I mean, everyone remembers Sky and Four, who doesn't? Right. But anyway, today is a incredibly special episode of the CHGO Sky podcast. Later on today, we have 15-year-old, not 15-year-old, 15 15-year 15 veteran, sorry, uh, Candice Dupree is joining our show. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, if you're wondering who the heck we are, my name is Janice Scurrio. You can follow me at Scurriosa, spelled S-C-U-R-I-I-O-S-A. And with me, as always, is my effervescent co-host, Sabria Whitaker. Sabria, how are you? I'm doing good. And if anyone wants to follow along with me, you can follow me on Twitter at S-U-B-R-I-A Whitaker, W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. And you may follow the Chicago Sky Twitter, uh, CHGO Sky Twitter account. That is CHGO underscore Sky. Uh, while you're at it, go ahead and follow CHGO Sports as well. That is CHGO underscore Sports. Anyway, we've got some fantastic news lined up for you. Like I mentioned before, we've got Candice Dupree, uh, a 15-year WNBA veteran of the first ever draft pick. Uh, drafted in that expansion year. Uh, we've also got some March Madness updates. Uh, we've got some trade news, too. So uh, let's go ahead and get underway. So, uh, yeah, so, so, some news from across the W. Uh, so as you may, may have heard, Lexi Brown has been traded to the Los Angeles Sparks for their rights to center Lee Yaru. Uh, so what what can we expect from Lee? Uh, so she's essentially uh, this uh, six seven uh, center. Uh, more about Lee. Uh, her nickname is Baby Shack. Uh, she's been compared quite a bit to Shaquille O'Neal, and she actually really likes that nickname. Uh, but uh, she was drafted in actually in the third round of the WN- 2019 WNBA draft by the Atlanta Dream. Uh, she wouldn't be eligible to play until 2020. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, to have Lee, uh, Lee on the sky should make an interesting dynamic, especially with Candace Parker around. Uh, the fact that she has that Baby Shack nickname, I think, is yes. uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, so Lee was in fact signed to a, a rookie scale contract. And a little bit about her. Uh, so she averaged 14.8 points and 8.3 rebounds and shot nearly 80% from the field uh, for uh, the China ba- women's basketball team in the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, she's from Shaanxi, China. Uh, she's currently playing for Inner Mongolia in the Women's Chinese uh, Basketball Association and averaging eight eight rebounds and 1.7 assists. Some other cool things about Lee, uh, she's currently the Asia, second Asian player in Sky history. The first was Chen Nan in 2009. Uh, but there, there's a huge Chinese-American community in Chicago, a really fantastic opportunity to have international fans watch the Sky. Uh, she's also a very versatile player. She's a good free throw shooter. Uh, she can run the floor like a guard, can block shots. Uh, but yeah, net right now the sky is currently figuring out wh- when she can come to Chicago. So Sabria, um, some thoughts on this center acquisition? I like it. I mean, I think at least from what I've seen, especially like recently in the NCAA, but just in the W, it always helps to have people protecting the paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see how necessary defense is, and even though I think the sky do a great job of you know, running up the floor, especially with, you know, between Kai and uh, Vandersloot and really fast-paced offense, I think 
that presence in the paint and just shut it down, lock it down, shut out defense. Sky and four. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say 80% from the field? Yeah. That's got to be in any level of ba- – that has to be a record in any any level of back basketball. Pick up 80% from the field is a ridiculous stat. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the highlights I've watched uh, f- from her playing in the Olympics as well as China, like she, she just seems like she just dominates on the court. She earned that nickname. Yeah. And so, yeah, so this guy so far with these front court signings, uh, so at 6'4", you've got Candace Parker, you've got Emma Miesemann, uh, Ruthie Hibbard, uh, at 6'6", Azaree Stevens, and now at 6'7", Imani McGee-Stafford, and now Lee. Uh, so, yeah, this front court looks absolutely formidable so far. Yeah, super scary, as they say, scary hours for sure. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we will miss Lexi. Uh, we'll definitely miss uh, the tunnel fits, although uh, she really didn't play all that much. Uh, so she only averaged 9.5 minutes last season uh, per game last season. Uh, still definitely really great depth in the backcourt. Uh, played 17 games, uh, 1.6 points, points per game. Uh, that's not excluding the postseason, by the way. Uh, but anyway, uh, some of the best fits we've seen in the W. So that Sparks tunnel is going to see some really great outfits, I think. Oh, for sure. Um, I know we joked about it before with Diamond leaving and being part of like our Tunnel Fits crew and how she probably won't be able to get her leather fits off as much in Phoenix. Um, but I feel like as far as Lexi, though, I think she was like made for LA. Like I think this I agree. is a great fit for her. And you mentioned the fact that she didn't play much. Um, and, you know, with the type of team that we had just being so stacked, that's obviously always – a problem with trying to figure out, you know, how do you give so many great players minutes? I mean, because you only have, you know, right. however many minutes are already in the game. But I think um, she showed in her season with Athletes Unlimited that just happened in Vegas, she is a force to be reckoned with. And I think that that opportunity really got people, you know, a lot of people were saying that the sky, you know, for lack of a better word, tweaked um, with not giving her as many minutes, um, that she really just needs an opportunity. And I think the way that the situation unfolded, you know, it, you know, it kind of sucked. I mean, obviously, you know, that's the business that how that's how it works. But I am just really happy to see her get, you know, another opportunity after her injury and, questions of if she would make it back this season uh that just passed and when you know the sky waved her and brought her back I'm happy she got to be a champion and I think wherever she goes regardless of um her minutes that you know ability to speak to the experience of being a champion understanding what that means and what to do I think she'll be an asset to where whatever team she goes I'm just gonna need and I know she's joked about it too I'm just gonna need her to get off Twitter a little bit (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I'm happy to see her you know take on that that vet role with the championship mentality and I'm happy to see her so another reason to make sure you are at that opener because we have 32 days until our home opener against the LA Sparks that's right we got a double revenge game on our hands revenge game (laughs) Lexi for the first time and Candace Parker playing for the first time so interesting to see former teammates match up there's going to be some interesting uh, dynamics there uh, for sure All right, so uh, more Sky news overseas. So Kalia Copper, we talked a little bit about her role uh, playing for uh, Avenida uh, in the EuroLeague, but she is now the EuroLeague MVP. Uh, So she was voted uh, by uh, the fans as well as the, oh no, I'm sorry, first in in voting by the EuroLeague women coaches and the media, um, and uh, as well as a joint second in polling of team captains. Uh, So a little bit more about what Ka did. Uh, So she led Avenida to an 11-3 record in the regular season. And uh, yeah, about to step out at her first ever EuroLeague Women Final Four tournament uh, after uh, Avenida won the Queen's Cup yesterday. So uh, how has she been doing in these games? So Avenida's been 
benefiting so greatly from that scoring power. So she's gotten 22.5 points per game so far. Uh, That is currently uh, the highest uh, in the competition. Uh, So, uh, yeah, she's absolutely just dominating there. Uh, No no surprise there. Uh, MVP uh, stateside as well as MVP overseas. We certainly love to see it. Another cool accolade for Ka, she was also voted to the All-Euroleague Women First Team alongside Satu Sabali and Alyssa Thomas. So, uh, yeah, are, are you looking forward to having Ka come home? I mean, I know you are, but... I mean, yes, like, I mean, people have been asking, like, what do you think about Kai and just what she was able to do? Um, I was telling someone the other day, I was going through my Sky stuff, and I found a poster um, from her from years ago, back when Cappy Pondexter was here. And um, I was like, wow, like, Kai really has been with us for a while, but this growth has been absolutely amazing. And to see her completely take over and answer when her number is called with the sky, then you get finals MVP, and now you're getting MVP in a whole other country in a brand new league for her is absolutely amazing to watch. Like, I'm so happy for her. Some other fantastic news. Uh, so Candace Parker debuted the documentary Title IX, 37 Words That Changed America. So uh, it is a documentary that, compel- that, that tells compelling stories to in- empower and inspire all female athletes. Uh, so it aired on TBS uh, on April 2nd. I'm sure they will be uh, re-airing it again. Uh, but uh, Candace Parker said, I sit here because of Title IX. Although we have so many wins, we have so much further to go. That's why we went with having the Title IX story told through my eyes so that you can see that if Title IX didn't exist, I wouldn't exist. Now that is a pretty powerful. Powerful. Uh, so, so for those of you who are not familiar, uh, Title IX is a federal civil, civil rights law that reads that no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Now, Sabria, I actually haven't gotten a chance to check out the document. I'm assuming you have. So with just it being final four uh, weekend, the championship games yesterday, and you know, we had an outing yesterday. Yeah. I actually haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Um, but I'm excited to watch it. I've read some tweets about it, um, and just the people that are involved. And so I'm looking forward to watching it. And then once I do, of course, I'm going to talk about it here. We can recap and Yeah. We'll give a full-on review. I actually learned about it from your Instagram story. I actually like was scrolling through your Instagram and was like, oh, dang, okay, that's pretty cool. All right, neat. Well, thank you. I'm happy to, you know, grow the game <laughs> via Instagram and social media. All right, speaking of growing the game, uh, you can grow your pocketbook uh, in, a, in this way. So... All right, so the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right this minute, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But wait, there's more. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. A little birdie tells me there is a super dope Chicago Sky shirt you could choose from. Uh, I would probably choose that one if I were you. Uh, That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free (coughs) t-shirt, the Sky one from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. So if you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will gladly help you out. So uh, this this is your home for live in-play betting. It just got even better, introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. And for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, you want more? Of course you do. You can boost your live same game parlays, watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. 
And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all through from your phone. Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a 50-game $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Grow the game, Sky in 4. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, we have a pretty cool segment coming up. So like I mentioned before, it is our fourth show on the fourth day of the fourth month of the year. What better first guess than the Sky's first overall draft pick and only player to wear the number four thus far? So... Introducing seven-time All-Star, fifth all-time points leader in WNBA history with 6,728 points, the seventh all-time rebound leader with 3,066 rebounds, an all-time two-point field goals leader with more than anyone else in league history. It is a Chicago Sky legend, none other than Candice Dupree. Woo! Hi, Candice. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I am very excited to have you on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Same here. I'm still trying to figure out how you just read that points bet thing like that all in <laughs> one breath. I've had a little bit of practice. So, uh, yeah, after a while, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. It's really great. <laughs> I'm really glad you found that amusing, though. So speaking of points bet and talking about, you know, everything with March Madness that's going on, are you um, someone that typically watches March Madness? Uh, usually, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a hint. Obviously, we kind of talked about this a little minute ago, but even before then, I already know. But I'm still going to ask for everybody listening just so we can hear you say it. Were you watching that amazing history-making game last night. Yes, I did. And who were you rooting for, <laughs> for those who may not know? For those that may not know, the South Carolina Gamecocks, because I played for Don Staley at Temple. So, quick question. Um, well, in a second, I'm going to – ask you if you could please share with us like what that experience was like um but did you know that because you started Temple under coach Staley and then joined Staley in 2006 as the only coach player duo ever to compete against each other in the WNBA prior to her retirement were you aware of that yes okay and at what time, yeah, at the time yes Okay, so what was that like? Like, what does that mean to you to just be all over the history books for the WNBA? Um, I mean, I since I've been playing, I don't really think too much of it. I think once I retire and look back on it, it's like, damn, made history. Like, that's some legendary stuff right there. But being that I've just been playing, like, like year after year after year, you don't actually take time to sit and process it. So you didn't process anything with us. I just, well, not us, more like you all and the us, the fans. Um, but the celebration that we just had with the 25th year anniversary, like how was that for you, processing that? 25th year? And I've been a part of 16 of them? <laughs> it makes me feel really old. I mean, I've been around. It's like I tell people, like, I just finished my 16th season, and they're like, shut up. like you've been playing a league that long and that's even like players that played before me and retired like before I got to the league so I mean it's crazy that I've actually had the opportunity to play as long as I had I've had okay so I have something that I would like to say but I don't want to make you feel even older so I could tell you later or I could tell you now which one you would you like for it just put it out there Okay, so, I mean, I think we've kind of talked about it um, before on the show for people who have been listening before, um, but I am actually born and raised in Chicago, Southside my whole life. First WNBA game I'm watching, it's the sky. Don't know who they were playing. And then I see this player 
with this ponytail. And I'm like, who is this? Mind you, I'm like eighth grade, so I'm maybe like 13. Again, don't want to make you feel even older. But I'm just like, wow, I like her attitude. I like her sportsmanship, like everything she's displaying right now. And I can't play. You thought older than age. <laughs> yes, look, I, look, I, don't make me call my mama because. You are really mature. Thank you. I will happily call my mother because shortly after that, I'm like, I can't play a lick of basketball, can't dribble it, can't shoot it, can't do any of that. But as a soccer player, guess what my soccer number was because of this player? Oh, wow. Number four. four. Yes, number four. Became a Sky fan, walking around high school, telling everybody about the Sky. Um, Might have worn my jersey a few times. But just just letting you know, and I'm going to talk about this later with, I think, the issue of players not receiving their flowers in the moment when they can smell them. Like, I don't, I don't want you to feel like you have to wait to get your flowers until you retire, whenever that is. But just, you know, just saying that you are the reason that I was such an avid Chicago Sky fan from just the eighth grade up through high school, college. And, you know, my first job was True Star Magazine. And I'm like, True Star, you all need to give me media access. I need to go to these Sky games. And I just talked and talked and talked about the WNBA this, WNBA that. And now here we are um, right. in 2022 at 27, so 14 years <laughs> later. Yeah. We need more people like you. Oh. Don't tell me that. Thank you. That's definitely kind of the goal that we had with this podcast. Uh, we, we definitely just wanted to reach a wider audience uh, and, yeah, just essentially just grow the game as, as much as we can. Uh, yes, and we can't do that without you, right? So I, we appreciate you, everyone here at CHGO Sports, and I'm sure even our, mm. our sister stations everywhere, um, because I sent you a picture yesterday you of – <laughs> of someone that I had we were at a Blackhawks game mm. and I just happened to hear someone talking about how they um were in the tournament for the bracket and that they were going to be number one in their bracket if South yeah. Carolina won so I'm listening and you dropping from across the room and I'm like well what do you know about women's basketball because if I like come on I wouldn't be me if I didn't do that <laughs> and then of course he's like and this is why you should mind your own business because he's like well first of all I used to work for the Mercury, and instantly I'm like, really? So, you know, small world. But just having those conversations, talking about it, and then I said, well, guess what? I'm not supposed to tell anyone this, but we have a super special guest coming on the show tomorrow that I'm sure you're going to know. He was so excited when I said your name, and I hope he's listening right now to hear this little shout-out. Um, but just people are so excited and having those conversations. So thank you for – taking your time out of your day, coming on here so we can talk about growing the game and actually what that means to players and just, you know, doing what you all can do so we can tell your stories, give you your flowers and all that good stuff. So thank you. It's greatly appreciated. I love what you guys are doing with the podcast. It's pretty cool. Well, thank you. I hope you think this next segment is cool. And so we talked about the good stuff. The, the, the low-hanging fruit. So now we're going to get candid with Candice. Woo! So these are the, the tough questions that I think the fans really, really want to know, right? So the first question is, what is your favorite memory or accomplishment with the Chicago Sky? First off, I want to say this. It's funny that you put Candid with Candace because the owner of the Sky used to call me Candid Candace. Like we always had meetings and he always wanted to pick my brain and ask questions and yeah, Candid Candace. But to answer your question, uh, you know what? My best memory is actually not an on-court memory. It's like all of the players that I had the opportunity to meet when I and play with when I first got to the WNBA. Um, I was a rookie and they all essentially already had experience because they were plucked from, you know, all the other teams in the WNBA. And so that was probably like the biggest thing. And I still talk to quite a bit of those people um, that I played with. So probably the best, the best part about being in Chicago. Okay. Well, go ahead. So who, who uh, is your favorite team to play against and, and your least favorite as well? 
Favorite team to play against? I would probably have to say Phoenix um, because Diana is such a shit talker and she makes it so fun, like just, just going back and forth with her. And then I think it's also fun because I played there and I know a lot of the players on that team. So I know we're competing against each other, but we tend to have a good time. We sneak a little comments in on the free throw line and stuff like that. So it's fun. Um, the team that I like playing against the least, I don't know, back in the day it was Minnesota. Now, probably Seattle because they have so many weapons. I mean, Jewel Lloyd, Stewie. Um, I know Sue is old, but you leave her open. She's going to hit you with the three. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're a powerful team, and they're extremely hard to guard. So, on the one hand, you enjoy the competition, but on the other, it's like, damn. Well, what about so far in your career? What's been your favorite, not necessarily your favorite team to play for, but just your favorite place to live? Favorite place to live? I really enjoy my time in Chicago. Chicago's a great city. Um, definitely. I mean, we got to live right downtown. So it was a great experience. Phoenix is cool, but way too hot. Super hot there. And Aren't you from Florida? Yeah, but it's like 115 degrees. That is brutal. Okay. It's like, it's like Florida or not like that's like it's like putting your face in an oven oh that's a great description so a little follow <laughs> a little follow-up to the Chicago question so we love talking about food here at the CHGO Sky podcast we spent a good 15 minutes talking about Harold's in the I intro last episode <laughs> uh so uh, is there anything you particularly miss miss eating in Chicago and any Chicago foods that you miss um, well, actually, what's the little, the big thing they have every summer? Oh, the, the taste. The taste, yeah. There you go. The taste right there. That would be the best. And I used to be mad if we were on the road playing. Hey, okay, that's a fair answer, but that's also, like, a politically <laughs> correct cheating answer. So that doesn't, <laughs> so that doesn't work. Yeah, because you kind of get what a little mean? bit of everything. I like, I like Harold's. Like, anytime we play there, if I have the opportunity... I will try and get Harold's chicken. Did you get uh, them? Huh? What did you order though? Wings. With what I'm on getting, it? I'm not getting nothing on my wings. What <laughs> you want me to say? Salt, pepper, ketchup, hot sauce. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> see, this is a if problem. I the next day, I can't eat that. No. Like, that, that, that's Fried fair. Yeah. But you've never had, so you've never had mouth sauce? Ew, no, I'm not a big like, oh. kind of person. <laughs> no. Wow. 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 Okay. I'm personally offended <laughs> as like an unofficial ambassador of Harold's Chicken, Shack number 27 specifically. But it's funny that you say that though, because I was, um, I had tweeted when Phoenix came here during the finals about Harold's chicken, we talked about this on the last show and I got a response from coach Melvin, who I, I'm sure you're familiar with. And uh, yeah. yes. And we, and I was like, look, I got Harold's for you. Um, if you just come and just like, you know, kick it with me, let's talk WNBA basketball, whatever. And so I go get the Harold's and we're like linking up to eat it. And she's eating dry Harold's. And I'm like, whoa, stop, blow the whistle, flag on the play, technical foul, a lot of stuff going on. Why are you not eating the mouth sauce on your Harold's? And she, and even when she was here, she was like, I've never, I've just never put the mouth sauce on there, even though she's had Harold's before. So I kind of was like, you know, nicely, um, I think you kind of like have to put it. Like, I'm like, you know, I, it's kind of mandatory that you at least try it. And then we order Harold's again, and guess what? She put mouth sauce on her food. So I just feel like maybe you didn't eat it correctly. I feel like you're judging me. I Yes. <laughs> over chicken and some sauce? Or no, 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 no. Over mouth sauce. <laughs> Mild sauce on fries is my personal love language. But um, it's, it's not for everybody, though. It's not for everybody. But it, it, it's just really good. So next time you come to Chicago, we're going to revisit this conversation. And I'll be I'll waiting on you. I'll try it with sauce. 
the miles off. Thank you. <laughs> so outside of Harold's, like, what was, like, your go-to meal, like, that kept you, like, your comfort food, I guess, of Chicago? Oh, my gosh. Do you know, I was a rookie. Do you know what I ate before every game? What? Tortillas. Two chili oh, cheese dogs, a strawberry shake, and fries. <laughs> Okay. 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 I, I I can mess with that. I, I can mess I was, with that. Yeah, I was young. Now I would never. I would never. But yeah, that's what I ate for every game. Did you? And when I got the... to the arena, I was still hungry, and our trainer would have to get me like chicken tenders or fries or something. That is incredible. That's incredible. Did you ever dip the fries in the milkshake, or, or was Absolutely. it all? Gross. No. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> but 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 that is an excellent excellent meal. I'm, I'm just p- picturing that in my head. Yeah, great pregame meal. Mm. Okay, so you clearly found out very quickly what to do as a rookie is not necessarily what you do as a vet. So, what advice with you know with the WNBA draft coming up, and we've seen you know recently just a lot of I'll say mishaps from players, what would be your advice to, I guess, the rookies turning sophomores and then the incoming rookies that are about to enter the league in, like, a week? Uh, I think the biggest thing is you got to take care of your body, first and foremost, because especially if you just finished an entire co- collegiate season and then you're moving straight into WBA, like, it's a grind. Um, and now they're talking about playing, like, three and a half games a week this summer. So definitely that. And I, when I say taking your body, it's like the nutrition aspect, the recovery aspect, like make, coming to camp, making sure you're in shape. Um, those are probably the biggest things. Would you say a chili cheese dog is a good recovery food? Probably not. But <laughs> maybe in moderation? I don't know. Depends on how fast your metabolism is. <laughs> That's fair. What, so what are your... I guess your biggest, um, like the biggest differences that you see, maybe like equity wise or just some things that you're like, okay, good, good job, WNBA. Like, I'm glad we, we've gotten here. Like, do you have any of those things from when you started to now? Yeah, when I started, we had roommates on the road um, until you were four or five years in and you got your own room. Um, so now that's like a big thing. And you think about how many players are moms. Can you imagine them with another player in the room with their kids? Like that would have been an issue. Um, obviously the pay in the new CBA, the pay has gone up. Um, so that's a big thing, better hotels, you know, like the accommodations and stuff. So there's definitely been growth and progress, um, since from the time that I got into the league to now it's moving in a positive direction. Awesome. And uh, say, uh, what improvements do you think the league can still make? Um, though, so it's okay to be politically correct on this. Anything that will get you in trouble? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the marketing could probably be be better, for sure. I feel like, and I think players have been saying this for years. Like they market the same faces instead of marketing the entire league. Um, and obviously that'll help with the growth. I know people have talked about expansion teams. I don't know the inner workings of all of that, but I, I know there's always a lot of players that oftentimes get cut in training camp that are usually that in the past would have been good enough to make a WMA roster. Um, so I don't know how they go about getting more, more owners more teams. Would you ever be an owner? Politically correct answer. <laughs> I would, but you have to be prepared to take a hit early. And obviously it depends on like what city you're in, uh, but it's got to be somewhere where it's got a big fan base. Otherwise you're going to be in the red year after year. So it's definitely a huge financial commitment. What cities do you think can support an expansion team? You know, I try to think about places that have like, top collegiate programs, but then I'm like, would those same people support WNBA teams? Mm-hmm. And I know like Connecticut, obviously they have a team like, and, and you see like, okay, the UConn people that go to the UConn games, they tend to come to the Connecticut games. Um, but I just don't know, like I've thought like Tennessee, would Tennessee be a good place to have a WNBA team? Because basketball is so big there. Um, 
one of the Carolinas, maybe. I know Charlotte used to have a team. I, I didn't think that was a bad place at all um, when they did have a team. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard to hard to tell. Somewhere in California other than L.A., there was talk that like the Golden State Warriors, like their owners were looking at starting a WNBA team, but I'm not really sure what happened with all of that. But I think that would be a great place. Interesting. I'm shocked you didn't say Florida. There's too much. Like you can't, they tried Orlando, but you have Disney and you have Universal. Like there's so many other things that take away from that. And then Miami, like people are going to Miami to go to South Beach. Like, not going to watch WNBA games. And those were the two places that had teams and one relocated to Connecticut and the other one just folded all together. So Florida's a tough market. Hey, Candace, uh, we have a question from one of our viewers, Sky Show uh, Shy in the comments says, Candace, what's your thoughts on WNBA Twitter or in general, how social media plays into the WNBA positively or negatively? I think that's an interesting question. Social media by who? The players? The league, both, I don't know. I mean, the players, I think it's great all around. Like our society is eating social media up these days. So I think it's a good way, a good marketing tool, obviously, um, for the players and for the league. It just all, it cannot, but it can also be negative. Like some people don't pay attention to what they post. And then it brings, unfortunately, people focus on the negative attention um, because there are a lot of women's basketball haters out there. So the minute something negative negative goes up that's like the only thing they focus on so i think if you know how to utilize it for good and to build your brand it's great that was a great question thank you sky so shy and also like a disclaimer are you on twitter like i feel like you have a twitter like at one point you were like no social media. And then you got social media and everyone was like, OMG, there's a Candace Dupree impersonator out here. Right. <laughs> and, and like, you're not on Twitter, right? There are a lot. So I do have a Twitter page. I never get on it. So if there's one where like somebody's posting stuff, it's not me. I mean, my ponytail had a Twitter page at one point in time. So chances are it's not me. Because <laughs> right, I saw one that was like the last post was in like 2013. And, it, and so I feel like then if you're not on Twitter, then maybe like I don't even it, it's hard to conceptualize WNBA Twitter and all of the layers of WNBA Twitter. If you're not there, I think you should enjoy your piece yeah. on Instagram oh, and not Twitter. No, getting into all that That's stuff true. like Twitter. No, I'm good. That's very true. As someone who is terminally online, I, I would have advised against going on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have types of crazy stuff on there, so I'm okay. We got a question from Leah. Uh, Candice, what is your definition of growing the game? Growing the game. I think the first thing, shoot, more teams is growing the game. Um, I think growing the game is having – players out in the community, being mentors, um, inspiring, empowering. That for me is the biggest thing. Like I like mentoring and knowing, for example, your story was great, that there are people out there watching, you know, your every move and they look up to you. And so I think that's a part of growing the game is, you know, getting out in the community. Um, what else? Teaching those this next generation about the game. Like I think about the AAU team that I sponsor and it's tough because AAU is at the same time as our season. And I wish it wasn't because these girls aspire to be where we are, but they never have an opportunity to watch it because, you know, it's the same, same season. So I think that's a part of growing the game is, is these younger players looking up to you and you being a mentor. Absolutely. Just getting, uh, new fans in the game and uh, yeah, just finding a community to talk about women's basketball. So I, I'm, a, I'm a new fan, actually. I've only been a Chicago Sky fan for about the past year or so. I do have to say just like the community has been really fantastic. Like I, I love talking about women's basketball with others uh, and it's just been so much fun. Uh, so and I also get to have this conversation with you as well. So thank you so much. You're very um, <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I have one last question, and it's 
I'm not going to tell you how to answer it, but it's a question that you you might be hesitant to answer. Okay. So, all right. Two jerseys in my hand for those mm-hmm. who are not watching and are listening. In my left hand, there is a Phoenix Mercury Candace Dupri jersey. And in my right hand is the OG, OG Chicago Sky Candace Dupri jersey. And, of course, everyone knows that these were the two teams to battle out last year for the championships. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> I Candace, know it's coming. who were you rooting for last year in the championship game? Neither. I'm not rooting for another WNBA team to win. It's something that I, that I want to win. <laughs> you can't just – you just find really good ways to dodge why, my questions. One of those teams. I mean, no. wow. I'm not, so I'm not a fan. I'm a player. So no, I compete against them. It's fair. <laughs> yeah, that that that's a fair answer, actually. That's super fair. And we and we had talked about that before, um, with you know, the NCAA season and like there was like WNBA Twitter ate me up for my comments about um like how friendly the teams were. I guess, like, you know, obviously give praise to South Carolina. Everyone loves South Carolina. But, like, when Howard was there, there was a lot of, you know, not necessarily fanning, but a little fanning, you know, from Howard about South Carolina. And I was just like, wow, that was really interesting to me. Because kind of like you, I'm like, well, yeah, fan them, but maybe not, like, before you play them. Maybe, well, like, in the off season. Like, you do that, you know you're about to get blown out the water. Like, no. No, I would never. That's just me. That's just my mentality. I would never. That's what I said. Okay, well, and like, so will your answer ever change? Or is that going to be like the answer? If I ask you this again in like 10 years, like if you could have picked someone to win the 2021 championship between the two, who would you pick? Or are you still going to give me the same answer? I'm going to give you the same answer. All right, that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, one more question I saw, Candace, in the chat, which I thought was a good one, was just asking about, you know, how how much you're still following uh, college basketball and then who you think, you know, that we just saw in the tournament is going to come in, who you're excited to watch in the league, or maybe a young player who entered the league in the last couple of years that you're excited to watch, you know, their career continue. Um, I think I'm curious to see how Destiny Henderson does um, since we're talking about final four teams right now. Very curious to see how she does. I think she's really good um, right now. So it'll be interesting, you know, coming to the league and playing point is extremely hard. So it'll be, I'm curious to see how she does um, when she gets to the next level. Who else? I know it's a couple years, well, one year away, Aaliyah Boston. Definitely want to see how she grows. Uh, Paige Becker's as far as those that are in the league now, shoot, who are some of the youngins in the league right now? Anybody? The floor is open. Sabrina. <laughs> and Michaela, I mean, really just the New York, like the new crew in New York has been really good. Um, yeah, pretty much most of the Liberty roster is. They're for, they're relatively young. Dallas is relatively young, um, so I, I'm curious to see how they do. Like they're getting better. Um, yeah, but I don't know about any other spe- like there's specific teams that, that I'm curious to see how they do. But player wise, teams, the teams, what teams? Well, like you guys said, New York. I think Dallas because they are so young. Um, curious to see how Vegas is not young, but I'm curious to see how they do under Becky Hammond's leadership. And Cambage is gone. Curious to see how LA does because Cambage is there with Kennedy Carter. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> interesting dynamic for sure. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I know that they would never give – I know that, like, the league and Miss Kathy would never allow it. But, I mean, my vote would be L.A., right? If we could pick one team 
to give like a reality TV show to, my bet would be for Atlanta this upcoming season. Oh yeah. I mean, well, LA. Yeah. Yeah. LA. Yeah, for sure. For the outfits, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've been trying to say like I think, and I've said this on Twitter. Of of course, probably Kathy would never, but I would like to see all the teams have like an orange carpet. Like, I mean, I know that they walk in, like sometimes LA's tunnel fits are like outside in a parking lot. And um, yeah, but I think uh, orange carpet, how do you feel about that? Like, did you, you, do you go into it like, oh, I'm about to get this fit off or you just like, no, I'm, no, I'm like, I'm worried about the game. I don't care about what I'm wearing. See, here's the problem. A couple of years ago, I played for a team that was so focused on that that like they couldn't get it together for the games. And so our GMs, I mean, our president was like, okay, no more pregame photos. Like I had teammates that would take their pictures, look at them and not like them, and then leave the arena again and come back and have their photos taken again. Like it is out of control. That's the problem with this generation. Like you give an inch, they take a mile. If you can be a pro and do that and still go out there and do your job, by all means, but when you can't go out there and do your job because you're so focused on pregame photos, it's a problem. That's absolutely Preach. true. Yeah, you have to you have to remember what you're there for. Well, yeah, and it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you what do you see from your experience? Like, tend to be other distractions, like outside. I never would have thought Lee fits was a distraction, but that makes sense. It does, yeah. Yeah, some people like it's fine. You're a pro, and you put your little outfit together, and you get your pictures, and you go about to the locker room, you go about your business. But um, I think, like, like I said earlier, if you know how to use social media for good, then it's great. But a lot of these people, like, it just consumes them, and I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. So that's probably I think the biggest challenge, and that's at like every level, not even the WMA, but that's college. It's it's a challenge. That's fair. That's very fair, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're about to move on, and happy to hear your feedback from what I'm about to say for this next segment, um, which is Court of Law. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, First of all, yeah, Candice, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure to have you as our first guest. Um, I can't think of anyone more perfect to have on, you know, our fourth show of the fourth month of the fourth day of the year. So, yeah, sky and four. Yes. Okay. So before we get into um, Cordela. Okay, awesome. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the fabulous organization known as CHGO. Uh, Yeah, so there are podcasts like this one and live shows on every team literally every day, along with post-game shows, premium written content from members at allchgo.com, dope merch for all teams, including the Sky. Uh, There's also a free shirt when you become a member and access to a members-only Discord called the CHGO Lounge, where you can yell at us or not uh, or say nice things to us. We love when people say nice things to us. But anyway, uh, definitely please join CHGO. It is a really fun time, I promise. Uh, you'll have a really good time if you sign up, uh, and yeah, you'll get fun more. You'll, you'll get access to fun content just like this. All right, moving on to our most famous segment called Court of Law. So, for those new to Court of Law, this is you know the segment where I get to talk in a sense candidly about the things that I see that I don't necessarily agree with or just controversial things that I would love to sound off on and get people's feedback who are with us live on YouTube and Twitter. So, you know, as the judge on today's docket for Court of Law, I want to talk about the legends of the W versus the WNBA. So just, you know, pretext, there's a video going around right now from legend Cheryl Swoops. Have either of you seen it? Do either of you know what I'm talking about? No. I I have not seen it, no. Okay, so she was honored during the festivities by Essence. Um, I saw the video, I want to say, earlier yesterday, if not 
Saturday because I feel like all days with basketball like run together. But over the weekend, she's doing an acceptance speech. Always love, like I said, when legends and goats get their flowers, she's getting her flowers. And she informs us that after she retired, the WNBA said, and I quote, thank you for your services, but we have to move on to someone else. The WNBA told the first player ever to be signed by the WNBA, a three-time Olympic gold medalist, a WNBA champion, and Hall of Famer, and the first woman basketball player to have a signature athletic shoe, that it was time to move on to someone else. What are your thoughts? Hmm, Seems a little disrespectful to me. A little, (laughs) a lot disrespectful. (laughs) If that actually did occur, yeah, that's not okay. Um, Yeah, I, okay, so, I mean, I've kind of seen, um, and again, always be politically correct with us on here. I'm not mad at it. But just the retirements of people, like I will talk about, till I'm blue in the face, a Chicago legend, Cappy Pondexter, I do not think got her flowers. To this day, I still don't think she has gotten her flowers. Um, I would like to see Simone Augustus get more flowers. So. Well, I actually, it's funny because I was just at the Final Four and I had a conversation with a former player, like she had retired before I got to the league, about the lack of respect slash like the NBA does a lot of stuff for their former players programs all that kind of stuff like there's nothing for WNBA players so I know that there was a town hall meeting with regard to that and I heard that Cheryl Swoops went off I do not know if there's any way to figure out what was discussed probably not but it sounds like it might be a lot of the same stuff about what she said in her speech. So. I mean, yeah, like even when (laughs) the NBA just did their, their anniversary Mm -hmm. thing, I mean, and again, look, shout out to WNBA Twitter for that. Cause when we saw the picture of everybody, like, I mean, Michael Jordan was at like Daytona, and everybody was like, oh, Michael Jordan's not showing up for the, you know, the legends and blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, he's like right there. And they had everyone there. They called everybody by name. And everybody got their shine. And listen, again, sorry, Miss Kathy. Sorry, W. Like, I try to be politically correct, too, because I don't want to offend, like, my favorite league. But, I mean, I don't even think because I wasn't there when they did it at what the Phoenix game they like it was like a a timeout like not even halftime like a timeout and they were like all right everybody come come stand on the stage real well on the court real quick we're gonna take this photo and then like that was it oh and here's some jackets which were nice by the way like the person who made those jackets are here and I did ask for like can I get one on the side? And she was like, absolutely not. So try that. It's not going to work. But, and uh, I'll just act like you can't hear me. Right. We agreed. I personally feel like at Kathy at the W and everybody else listening, that somebody in this show should have been, on there who was not and it was a snub and I am personally offended. And that is, and look, I'll, that is the ruling. <laughs> and that is the ruling that somebody was snubbed. Yeah. Extremely I heard that. Offensive. <sighs> yeah. Um, but you know, like you said, and happy to have these conversations to be able to talk about it nicely hear what you all think because I think sometimes WNBA Twitter and just fans in general get lost and we're on a mission and we're like you all need to do this and I feel like sometimes it's 
not elevating, you know, players' voices, but sometimes replacing it. Mm. I'd rather we listen, ask questions, and get to know and be able to to elevate. So thank you for answering and providing some info and shining light on that. Mm-hmm. Let's Go see what's, what else is up next on the docket. So over here, I, I think you meant uh, Gino versus Candace Parker. Is, is that what you meant? <laughs> yeah, well, it would be Candace because plaintiff so Candace versus Gino and the CP3 legend mm. have you are you familiar with the legend of CP3 no okay so the Twitter streets tell me that well these are the facts like regardless of how anyone wants to spin it right the legend Candace Parker at Tennessee Lady Vol for life as they say the entire time she was there, UConn did not win a championship. Candace and the Lady Vols won two. Then fast forward to well, 2013, I think 2013 to 2016, UConn dominates. Um, everybody at this point already knows the relationship between you know, Gino and Candace, you know, not being able to win a championship. I get it. Like, you know, cool. After they dominate and Candace has won Olympic goals with Team USA 2008, 2012, we get to 2016 and somebody who is leading the team in rebounds and blocks and fourth in scoring somehow does not make Team USA for 2016. Hmm. Yeah. And fast forward, Candace Parker wins a ring with LA and then a ring in Chicago. And Gino and UConn have not won ever since he ever since ever since he cut Candace from that 2016 Olympic team. Correct. So ooh. Is the legend of CP3, is, is, is that legit? I, I, I think it is. Like, you just spun the facts, and I, I think it is absolutely a curse. I, I, I think he, he's getting what he deserves. I mean, Twitter, <laughs> I accidentally went, viral, like, viral. You did. You went viral. With I saw people that. people saying, like, you know, he's it, not going to win anything it, until it was, he does right by Candace. Precisely. He needs to apologize to Candace if he thinks he's ever going to win anything again. What are your thoughts? And, again, you could just say, I plead the fifth. I for sure plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. Totally fair. Totally fair and expected. But Judge Judge Sabria, what is your ruling? Um, my ruling is that restitution needs to be paid to Candace Parker in the form of an apology. I'm also gonna throw a necessary apology in there to my girl NECA. And I just need people to do right. Do right by players, and the universe will work itself out. That's how I feel. I've been there, so, hey, I don't know what to tell you. It's politics. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I just think, I don't know. Good you look. Hey, I'm just telling you, it's politics. Politics and some people in politics apparently are paying for their crimes, but I get it. Business is business. Yep. Politics rule the world. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's all business, but we still got to do, do right by some players. Yes. <laughs> players like you for once again, the only player to wear the Jersey, um, probably up until this training camp. So I just feel like it should be in the Raptors. I think so soon too. Come. You know, you might be pushing it with that one. You said what? You might be pushing it with that request. Oh well, I, like, listen, I'll go up there myself. Look, I I had the pleasure of meeting the the GM of Wintrust. That's like my homie. I'll just when no one's there, I'll just go in there and and put this one up myself, and then boom, oh. hang it in the rafters. We'll hang it up <laughs> in the CHGO rafters, actually. Uh, so, like that that is going to be just where we hang. At least one of these jerseys, I think. Yeah, I think it deserves. It, it, it's a very deserving, deserving place. We've got the Jordan one hanging on the stairs. It's actually that's a staircase behind you, so it's 
people don't realize how, how difficult it was to hang that jersey up. Oh, and We okay. were having the same discussion. We got the Blackhawks jersey last night. Like, now we're going to have to get the ladder, the special ladder for the staircase. <laughs> we'll just be hanging jerseys everywhere. I heard that meant that Candace has to sign this jersey and then... I will photocopy it, and you can hang that in here, and then the original will just be at my house in a shadow box. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, so I think that's very fitting. Uh, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much our show. So those are the cases ruled by Judge Sabria. Um, again, uh, Candice Dupree, thank you so much for joining us. It, it has been an absolute honor to have you on as our first guest. And uh, she may actually be the first player to join any chgo podcast i could be wrong about that but oh I, i'm right you are right oh my goodness look see Woo! look legend doing legend, legend things. doing Woo! legend things <laughs> i appreciate it seriously though i had a good time um thank you for asking me to join the show and i hope you know you guys get better from here absolutely thank you, Th- thank you so much candace really appreciate your time no problem all right, everybody, that's our show. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at chgo underscore sky. Check out this podcast on Apple, Spotify, whatever your choice, Twitter and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all again to talk about the WNBA draft next week. Peace.